The year is 1991, and a film has been released that will change the course of science fiction action forever. It's the story of two mechanized men in pursuit of a child whose fate holds our future in the balance. And the success of this film will launch its odd-accented lead into global superstardom. Patrick, I know you're familiar with this film. Yeah. We're, of course, talking about Abraxas. Guardian of the universe. That's right. Uh, welcome. They thought it was Terminator. <laughs> they, did you guys think it was Terminator? No, no. I did, Actually, I hadn't even realized that that was... Oh, you didn't some of those, those things are similar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, We'll be talking about, about more of that as we go on. Welcome to Trash or Trash, a movie appreciation podcast mm. where we, we watch wonderfully trashy movies so you don't have to. I'm one of your beloved trash men, James. And I'm your other beloved trash men, Patrick. And today, what are we trashing, Patrick? Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe. Ready, <laughs> That's right, 1991. I'm coming back. I got history with this movie. Okay, good. I want to hear it. I used to, and I'm in like high school. Mm -hmm. I'm going to Best Buy constantly. Buying, <laughs> yeah. Buying DVDs. Yeah, for sure. And they had like, you could get, they had Kung Fu mm -hmm. and sci-fi and horror. You could buy these like packs. Oh, yeah. It was like five to 20 movies basically mm -hmm. for usually cheaper than one regular movie. And it was all... This it's garbage. It was amazing. Yeah, it was the we that yeah. It was the best. And Abraxas, Garden of the Universe, was on one of them, and I was like, "Well, Jesse's in this. It's got to be good. It's got to have you know." He chooses his projects very selectively. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I watched it and was like, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs> and, yeah, and now I bring it to you. Thank you for sharing it with me. Yeah. Um, for those unfamiliar, Abraxas is the story of two space cops slash cyborgs battling for control of the anti-life equation, yeah. which just so happens to be embedded in a five-year-old boy who lives mm -hmm. in a Canadian town oh, that it's New the York. film pretends to, <laughs> yeah, be, yeah. <laughs> is new, pretends to be New York. The aliens are also pretending to be aliens and are clearly Canadian. Very much Canadian. Yeah, 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 I have a little bit of information about that. It's written and directed and starring Damien Lee. Wait, what? We'll get to it. Okay. Um, it's also starring Jesse the Body. Of Ventura, course. Ventura, of course, yeah. is the titular Abraxas. Abraxas. Which I had never, I thought that was just made up something. It, the word? The word Abraxas. Oh, yeah, no. It has history. Yeah, yeah. One like of the longest Wikipedia of, pages yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I was just trying to find the movie and I was like, what is this? Yeah. There have been like over a hundred things in popular culture called yeah, yeah. Abraxas. Yes. It's synonymous with like many powerful entities throughout mm -hmm. history going back to the Greek ancient ages yep. and such. So now when you searched culminator, did you find the same thing? I did not okay. actually. Okay. I, most right. it said, did you mean culminator? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, stars Jesse, the body Ventura, uh, Sven Ole Thorson, yeah. who is the <laughs> less titular Secundus. <laughs> Which literally means second. Yeah. It's Latin for second, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Marjorie Bransfield. Is that Sonia? That's Sonia. Okay. And the one and only Jim Belushi. <laughs> yeah, which 
You said you figured out? I figured it out. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. we can get to that. We'll get to that. Um, so, yeah, written and directed. Damien Lee, he's a Canadian filmmaker. Really? He had his hands <laughs> in a lot of, let's say, B-movies uh-huh. that almost all of them, I was going through the list, almost all of them feature two shirtless men fighting on the box art. Of course they do. There, I thought I saw the same one. There's, but like, there's one called Thunderground, which Ooh. I think also has Jesse Ventura. And then there was another one, and I thought it was the same box art, but they're two different movies, movies. clearly. Um, But he also did, uh, he also wrote National Lampoon's Last Resort, which uh, I know has two of your favorite actors in it, (laughs) Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. Um, The greats. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Ventura means a lot to me, obviously, as a former professional wrestler. Uh Um, He's also an actor. You've seen him in Running Man and Predator and Abraxas. Yep. Um, but you also have a different relationship with him as well. He's my governor, my capitan, my, <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my dear leader, you know? Yep. Uh, yeah, growing up, he was all over the place. He's mm-hmm. governor, governor of Minnesota. Yeah. And uh, apparently they dragged him out recently, my friend was telling me, because they legalized weed. And he came out, he's like, this is a long time coming. <laughs> it's, thank God we're finally here. Uh-huh. Legalizing, yeah. I, I'm off the grid. I no longer live here, but they bought me a ticket. Yeah, yeah, he's probably in fuck. Florida somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wasn't going to put you on the spot, but I know you do a very good Jesse Ventura. So I mean, it had to if, come up eventually. If it's appropriate for this, I, I would love to hear it as much as possible. Oh, yeah. uh, Sven Ole Thorsen is a Danish strongman. He's the co-star of this film. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also uh, been a frequent co-star of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I think they were like... We talked about this, but I think they were bodybuilding friends from like way back. They yeah, were just part something. of part of the like Venice Beach, the era where big and strong yeah. was all was the only requirement. Yeah, they were they were in that scene together, yeah. good friends. So he would he would cast him in a lot of like side side. He's in yeah. like the Running Man. I remember he's in he's in well, which is also with Jesse Ventura. Yep. I think he's in Predator. I think also he, he's Jesse. in Conan the Barbarian. Was he in Conan? Yeah, oh, and man. then he was also the best thing is he was also in Terminator Two Judgment Day. Oh. So it was a big year for As, him. 1991 Jesus. was a big yeah. year for him. Damn. Um, yeah, like we said, this film was released, I believe, in March of 1991. Mm-hmm. And it, I did the thing again, which I we're going to start noticing a lot, where it mm-hmm. puts parentheses where, and it said oh. Toronto. Yeah. We, <laughs> Munchie was Tennessee, specifically. This was Toronto, which is weird because <laughs> yeah. one's a state and one's a city. So I don't know what it means. James, <laughs> to be eligible, we've been a- to be eligible for an Oscar. You need a theatrical release. But what does it mean? Like at this point, we were talking. One's a state, and the other is a city. Wouldn't it be like Ontario? I don't or know. Canada, also, or do, something. Does the theater? Can you get? Are you eligible for the Oscars if your release is only in Canada? If you're trying to win a Canadian Oscar, which I can uh, only well, assume Damian Lee would consider cares. his most prized possession. <laughs> <Who cares? laughs> um, but yeah, uh, interesting fact. What was that? I think Terminator Two: Judgment Day mm-hmm. was released in July, I believe. I thought it was so. Was this ninety one really? It, this, according to my very quick and dirty research, unless I missed a this zero pre- for one, this movie did come out before. Oh my god! Terminator Two: Judgment Day, Ooh. making Terminator Two: Judgment Day 
The, the copy. The copy. Even though it's very obvious Terminator 2 started filming long before this movie even existed. It would be awesome if Terminator 2, the same way that, that the Terminator has to pay royalties to Harlan Ellison for yeah, those yeah. Outer Limits episodes. Yeah. If Terminator 2 had to pay royalties <laughs> to Abraxas. Yeah, yeah. Guardian of the Universe. James Cameron is just pulling his hair out. <laughs> He's going He's nuts. never again. Yeah. Um, I thought for sure that this movie uh, was going to be based on a book. Because it dumps so oh. much lore on you right at the top. It's, despite, I would say, pretty bad execution in almost everything, mm-hmm. there's definitely, like, some thought went into this. There's weird word, made-up words. Mm-hmm. They tried to do world building with as, you know, as much as $10,000 or whatever yeah, can, yeah. can get you on a yeah. movie. Because um, it takes place in, like, two rooms. Two rooms and yeah, one Canadian town. town. Yeah, yeah. But there's like like anything sci-fi is one angle, yeah, one room, yeah, yeah, Yeah. and a couple LEDs or whatever. They allude to a much larger, yeah, universe and planets, but yeah, yeah, you really only see basically one one perspective, and there's only two characters. And it's so dark they could be wearing. Anything it's like they didn't dark. need any costumes or set. It is so the whole movie is incredibly dark. Yeah, um, except when explosions are going off. Yeah, then um, you can see everything. I, I looked up some trivia about this movie, mm-hmm. and I just always take this as a grain of salt because it's really easy for people to just put trivia out there on IMDb and other. Work, yeah, that yeah. there's no way to verify any of this stuff. Yes. Um, one of the things that I saw is that this film. Arnold was offered the role. He was? And turned it down. No shit. No citation. Yeah, okay. I don't know how anyone would know that. Well, because we were saying that, and that we were like, that Sven Ole Thorsen is absolutely supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, or reversed. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could be. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's pretty obvious that they were like, oh, here's a big muscle builder. We'll get another muscle guy or whatever. Completely unverified. Yeah. Um, one thing that is pretty verified is that this, the version we saw mm-hmm. is a for TV edited version to get a PG-13 rating. And the original version is an R version. Is we, it? We didn't have access to that. Who does? I don't know. I, I, it's it, apparently the theatrical version, which I can only assume would have been in some sort of Mississauga theater, um, <laughs> <laughs> a Mississauga multiplex, yeah, um, where you can eat smart. You can sit down. You can eat Smarties and and a hand a tiny bite sized coffee crisp. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the the original version had a topless scene. What? It, which I believe takes place at the strip club. Oh, that makes sense. And and it was yeah. cut because we were talking about how that scene doesn't make any sense Absolutely. in the movie. At yeah. all. We don't even know why. Yeah. Um, it was to add some titillation, but that got cut when they realized it was going to give them an R rating. And that's not so that, is that the way. only difference? That's that I could find the okay. only difference. And then the last bit of trivia that I could find that seemed at all interesting was that this movie may or may not be in the public domain. What? It's listed in several film archive places as being a public domain film. And I also think that's part of the reason it's featured on so many 
um, other yeah. podcasts better than ours. Wait, is it? More popular than ours. Other people have watched this? Yes, it's been on other really? things. Yeah. Um, so it's been discussed and there's, you know, the, I, even going back to like older internet, there's people who've done blog entries on this and like old bad movies. No stuff. idea anyone else had even seen this fucking movie. Well, it's it's gotten around. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I, part of the reason they think is because it's in the public domain. So that people makes can sense. show it and do whatever they want yeah. to, but it's unverified. And I don't know why that would happen. You'd have to like screw up some paperwork or something, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. Or it's like some weird Canadian thing. Maybe they made it with Canadian money. And, and Canada like, Canada has to give it back. But those like Cronen- the old Cronenberg movies aren't public domain, I don't think. So I don't. And those are all. Well, that's why I feel money, like that maybe if something, whoever's responsibility, whoever owns it technically, just has like, to, like forgot to sign something, yeah, yeah, or yeah. If they forgot to fill, fill out yeah. something. So, so the world of Abraxas is free to explore if you so choose. <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> if we wanna, if we wanna like do a quick, if we wanna do a remake or something, a remake, line, yeah. You know, we're free to do it, I guess. Winds of, winds of change <laughs> yeah, in a, yeah. a story of a praxis <laughs> or whatever. Um, you can play the grown-up Tommy. Oh, I mean, wow. It's probably, it's probably the right age range, right? Like, he was like five and 91. Well, hold on. He was, they said he well, was five. That was a weird <laughs> thing with this whole movie. Maybe we, should we just? Just get in. Yeah. We, let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get into the breakdown of this film. I'm going to rise to the top. Okay, we are back, and uh, it's time to jump into this movie. Yeah, so you mentioned Tommy is the child. Tommy is the child, which he is five. They say that he's five, five years have passed. But he seems to be attending middle school. But he's definitely uh, in middle school. And he looks like he's in middle school. All the other kids are like 10. Yeah, 8 10, like his bully or whatever. Is, um, yeah. So anyway, but we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into that. We don't know how old Tommy is. Maybe no. he he ages faster than us. Uh, something like um, that. The culminator, the mysteries of the culminator, because it's never happened as far as we can tell. It's true. Or they eliminated the threat via abortion. We don't know what the uh, anti-life equation yeah. could mean for a half-human child. Yes. We open on a writhing Jesse Ventura <laughs> Very shots, close up. Very close up. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Being experimented Ew. on, we're introduced to the concept of a finder. This is yes. His job. He's getting some type of radiation treatment to to make his bones strong and make him stronger, but it's mm-hmm. very painful. They're giving him like the test from Blade Runner to keep him sharp while mm-hmm. he's doing it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a finder is, he describes it as a, a space cop essentially, yeah. but they don't. I think really get into what their duties are beyond chasing down other finders. Space cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, all that oh, that's all that he does. It starts yeah, it starts with his voiceover and I mean my, one of my favorite things in the movie is the like I a, a finder's service is 100 years. This is my 90th service or whatever. The, that's right. I've been a cop for 9000 years or whatever yeah. the it's a lot of voiceover in this movie, but it's very inconsistent, mm-hmm. and the narrator changes constantly. Changes constantly. It also comes in at very strange moments. That, yes. Almost, there's a point where we're like, wait, is he telling this story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and but, the who? But so, yeah, he's a space cop. He's a finder. We don't know what they do other than this one particular scenario where his ex-partner, yeah. Secundus. Secundus, who... Has who went rogue a thousand years ago? He's been rogue forever, basically. Yeah. But they know that he is going. It's these two 
alien guys. Yeah, it's, so it's, all the aliens are just people, by I, the way. They I wrote look it, like regular guys. I wrote it in as Sweeney Todd and other guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the n- characters' names are Height. Yep. Who was portrayed by Jerry Levitin, mm-hmm. who has a big Wikipedia article because as a 14-year-old boy, he interviewed John Lennon. And was the first person (sighs) somehow he as a boy was the first person to interview John Lennon and and Yoko Ono way back when. (laughs) And then and now he's in this. That I just wanted to make sure we had that. The other character is Dar. Yeah. And that is our Oh, Captain, my Captain. That is the writer and director of this film. Oh, yes. That is Damien Lee. Okay, cool. So, uh, so go ahead. Uh, yeah, they are concerned because he has broken out. He's headed towards Earth. Mm-hmm. And if he impregnates a, what is it, a birthing? birthing a birthing member of the race. That's it, right. Uh, he can, someone with a womb. Which is, you know, inclusive. Yeah, uh, they, he can touch them and put a baby in them. And the baby will become the culmator who has like an innate, like in like a pre. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's unclear. He's a, he's a, a preternatural superpower of the anti-life equation. Yeah. Because Secundus, we find out. Which is the force. Kind of. Yeah. Things explode. But the main power, <laughs> the main power is that he can make people pee their pants. Yeah. So you can make anyone piss their pants. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so Secund- I don't know if Secundus is significant. Could any one do this? I was confused by that too. And why does he have to go to Earth? Why does he have to go if to Earth? If it's been a thousand years, why hasn't he tried this before? Or no, maybe he's been in prison and just escaped. They they burn through a lot of plot. There's a lot. And you get it twice. Is- you get it twice. You <laughs> yeah, get least, it once in, in uh, Abraxas's voiceover. Yep. But then you get it again with uh, Sweeney Todd and the other guy having a conversation about it. Yes. But it's just it's just well, like people just throwing stuff at you. And sometimes a third time you'll get it through Secundus' voiceover. Right. Which is also in the movie. Yes, that is true. Um, either way, Secundus is headed to Earth and is looking for is looking for something to put a baby into. He finds it very fast. It's very quick. Yeah. Uh, and so Abraxas is sent after Secundus. Through like warp tunnels? Yeah, they go through warp tunnels. Which they're very clear. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it doesn't work. Um, But before he can reach Secundus, there is someone driving on the road. Secundus stops the car, throws out the guy. Don't know who he is. We never see him again. No, he's gone. And then grabs the woman. Mm Mm-hmm. Takes asks, her hostage. Yeah. Asks her for, for if she's fertile. She's yeah, like, well, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. And then and then runs out into the woods with her and then impregnates her. With a hand to the with a stomach. gentle hand touched to the belly. A glowing green yeah. touch to the belly. And she's pregnant. She Abraxas is tasked with killing her before mm-hmm. the culmator is born. Yeah. About two minutes later, the culmator is born. It's full grown baby. Very quick. It uh, happens very quick. And Abraxas can't bring himself to kill an innocent. Even though, you know, it's dangerous, he says no innocent deserves to die. And they're like, "What?" but he's going to kill millions of people. Right. And he's like, it doesn't matter. Oh, I don't know. It kind of matters. <laughs> yeah, it seems, I don't know. But, there's, uh, a, there's a lot of moments in this where Abraxas kind of just does what he wants to, mm-hmm. but then also follows orders. Yeah. But then just kind of does what he wants to. Yeah. So, uh, Secundus is captured. 
Yeah, they're called back to, up. They're called back, yeah. and then and then she's they just leave this woman in the snow. Yeah. She attempts to throw the baby in the river. She thinks about it. Can't I, said, bring I made a note here. It. She tries. Yeah. She thinks about doing a pulling a Batman returns yeah. and throws the baby in river, but she can't. Uh, Fifteen minutes as a mother was enough <laughs> for her to be convinced that this is what she wanted. Yeah. She goes home to her parents' house with a baby. Presumably, has only been gone for like an hour, not long, maybe less. Explains the situation to her parents, and they say, "Get out of our so house! Get the fuck out! You, 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 hussy!" Yeah, the dad basically says, "Not knowing who the father is is worse than uh, having a father who's not around." Which those are two different things. I, I don't, don't think he understood the way she explained it. Maybe yeah, she didn't explain yeah, yeah. it well, but and my concern, if I was that father, I would probably say. You were not pregnant when you left. Yep. Whose baby do you have? Because you, you kidnapped a baby. Where did <laughs> yeah. you find it? She, yeah. she does take the baby somewhere to try and get it named and registered. Yeah, yeah. With the state of New York. Yes. Quotation mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, even the registrar, like the clerk, mm-hmm. is like, where did you find this they baby? They really do shame the single mother. They shame her movie. big time, yeah. 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 Um, either way, she decides to love the baby. She decides that this yeah. is exactly, and it looks like things are going to be okay. We go five years later. Yeah, cut the five years later. Her voiceover starts. Yeah. This is like 10 minutes into the movie. We've had three voiceovers from three different characters now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy's five. He has not, he's never spoken a word. He doesn't cry, mm-hmm. but he's very intelligent. And he looks way older than and he, he's a like five year old would be. 10? Looks pretty old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but everything seems like it's fine. Mm-hmm. A bad situation. Turned good. Yeah, starting to wonder about the political, uh, the political intent of this film. Okay, and its perspective on child, a woman's own uh, <laughs> dominion over herself. Sure. Starting to think of wondering about that, <laughs> but there's no time to unpack. No, it no, no. Because Secundus escaped his prison. Yep, he escaped the penal colony, and he uh, is after the kid that may have the anti-life equation. Buried deep inside of him. Because if Secundus can pull the anti-life equation out of his head, he will become essentially God and be able to do anything. Exactly. Because he says, it's not enough to be almost immortal. It's not enough to be uh, pretty power, very powerful. Yeah. I forget. Basically, he can live forever. He can essentially, I guess if you're not chasing down another finder, you can kind of do whatever you want to. You can't bang. Can't have so oh, I get yeah. that. Everyone in this movie's a virgin. Everyone's a virgin. The whole everyone in this that appears. I mean, Jim everyone. Belushi included. <laughs> Jim Belushi was just about to show yeah. up. Uh, at this point, yeah, you kind of realize like, oh, it's shitty Terminator. It's shitty Terminator. It's just bad Terminator. Yeah, yeah. Um, they don't. I think he's getting bullied. I mean, I think we're at Jim Belushi now, right? Yeah, like, pretty yeah, much. Okay. Basically, uh, the only other thing is they call Abraxas and they, oh, to, yeah, they and they just chide each other. Yeah. Height, Dar, and Abraxas just kind of point, pointing. They're like, well, if you yeah. had killed the woman, yeah. we wouldn't have to worry about him escaping prison. And he was like, well, you let him escape prison. And Maybe you shouldn't him? have let him out of prison. Yeah. Or didn't he say you should have executed him? Yeah, which is later made very clear that that's, that's not allowed. illegal yeah, to so, kill a finder. Yeah. I don't know. But by either way, no one's taking responsibility for no. this. I appreciate at this point I'm I'm kind of team Secundus because he's the only one who seems like he well, has a goal in it. So it's actually really confusing. Uh, up until like maybe this point or later in the up until the point where they explain he has to kill the kid or whatever to get this power and then he's gonna be like a whatever. It seems like he's actually the good guy and I thought like, oh Jesse's gonna 
turn to his side mm-hmm, mm-hmm. later on. And then yeah, he's like, fighting the like, power. That's what it seemed like. Yeah. And then, no, it's no. not. That's not the no, situation. He's, just, he's the mean guy. Yeah, yeah. He's got a God yeah. complex. Yep. Um, speaking of God complex, Jim Belushi <laughs> is the principal of Tommy's school. Mm-hmm. Called in, um, mother is called in to talk about things because he's getting bullied. Yeah. And there's been some incidents and this kid won't talk. And apparently Jim Belushi is married to the actress that plays Sonia. Oh, so there you go. He popped in for a day. He said, I'll do it. Because the whole scene is unnecessary. It's unnecessary. It's almost played for laughs because at some point the mom says, why don't you do something about the bullying? And he goes, yeah, maybe I should. And it's like, wah, wah. That's it. like, what the fuck? The whole score is fantastic, though. Lots of melancholy jazz. Melancholy jazz in parentheses because we watched it subtitled. Mm -hmm. A lot of like, Mm -hmm. wailing on a sax, but then also, guitar solos. Pinch pinch harmonics and stuff. So, we cut to the big chase scene. Secundus mm-hmm. teleports <laughs> oh, yeah. back to he teleports back to Earth through water, which is a new thing that's introduced. Carbon-based H two O warps. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, Abraxas right on his heels. The only problem is that those warps are volatile, and sometimes you get because transferred without your weapons. He like they piggybacked their warps or something. That's why, yeah. And so they both arrive without weapons and Secundus arrives and his... Uh, answer box? His answer box. <laughs> <laughs> his, which is a Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. His answer box is low on power. So he's going to have to find like a... I, for, God, I forget what they call it. I didn't write it down. But so they have some dumb sci-fi term for recharging your watch. You recharge yeah. his watch, yeah. essentially. Yeah. So these are just two raw, powerful entities. Yeah. Facing off in the woods, which essentially means the two bulkiest men who've probably never run more than a quarter mile in their whole lives having to do scene after scene. Just like, just huffing and puffing in the Canadian yeah. wilderness. Yeah. And it is a blast. I actually think that may be something we need to add to this because we feel like we're having a lot of chase scenes. I know, yeah, yeah. Jim Cotta was essentially one entire Whole chase, scene. chase scene. I think it was great because remember yeah. they launch off and that, that guy gets knocked over that extra gets knocked yeah. over by a horse. Yeah. That's an exciting chase scene. Yeah. Then in Munchie, it opens with the car chase scene. Mm-hmm. And now this, we have the two bulky men in the woods chase scene. It's one of the slowest chases of it. Low. It is, I mean, it's two bodybuilders mm-hmm. who are both at least, I mean, Sven or whatever is like 6'3". Jesse's yeah. a tall guy. Yeah. I don't know that they've ever done a, a, an no. hour of any kind of cardio in Absolutely their entire not. life. Their lung capacity is terrible. Explosive, not <laughs> endurance, explosive. Oh, oh okay. That's, yeah, no endurance training. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are lumbering through the woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just <sighs> yeah, breathing heavy and slow. Very slow. And I think Secundus knows this, so he has to find a, a vehicle, some mm-hmm. sort of method of transportation. He yeah. stumbles across a campsite. Yep. After a brief Punch back and forth. We see Abraxas at his best, which is mostly losing fights. And Secundus manages uh, to get to a campsite where there's a goofy, one of those classic goofy 90s guys. Yeah. He's got his fax machine with him. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, gives up his keys. Secundus hits the bricks. Abraxas jumps on top of the car, but he's mm-hmm. no match for it. And he's yeah, he left. just whips him off. He's left, uh, left out in the dust. Secundus is headed into town, hot on the heels of finding Tommy. Yeah. The anti-life equation. So Abraxas like, rolls into the same, huffing and puff, just wheezing, rolls into mm-hmm. the same campsite. 
manages to sweet talk him. He gets a ride. At some point, he tells them, my box has VD. He says, I have VD. And they go, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it means, uh, what does it mean? Something device. VD? It's, it's, yeah. not, it's not what you want it to be. It's an, Yeah, yeah. Again, played for laughs. Yeah. And then they call him out on his clothes. Yeah, they give him new clothes. They give him a world gym, the classic world gym <laughs> t-shirt. And, the uh, barbell's and bending. A, and a trench coat. I have no idea. Everyone in there, everyone in that camper is, I would say, closer to my build. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, but they have clothes to fit Jesse in the yeah. camper. I don't know whose clothes they are, but yeah. He also, at this point, I noticed he has the braided rat tail. Yeah. Jesse? We didn't see it at first. No, yeah. And it, it, it's very jarring when you actually see that little nasty braid at <laughs> the back of his and, head. And when you find out he's never been with a woman, you're you're like, I wonder why. Makes sense. You roll your eyes. Makes sense. Um, Secundus, meanwhile, stops at a uh, like a mechanics shop. Mm-hmm. and Breaks a bunch of Pepsi bottles. Just destroys Pepsi. And we go, that's yeah. a lot of Pepsi. Mm-hmm. There's it's a lot more coming. More Pepsi <laughs> yeah. coming. Destroys Pepsi, uses a battery to charge his watch. Mm-hmm. And then the guy there who works there goes, what are you doing? And then he checks him for the uh, anti-life yes. equation, even though he knows he's not, he doesn't have it. He scans him for the anti-life equation, which makes him get covered in lightning and then disappear. Yeah. I think there's like, a, there's like a, yeah, it's a Yeah. There's like a, a, a green screen, like key explosion. It's strange. Yeah. It's weird. That's just there and yeah. then fades out. and Or it doesn't even fade out. I think it cuts to something else and then cuts back and he's missing. It, that also might be the end of the movie that I'm thinking it, of. But. Well, there's that too. But all of the explosions look like the um, Spider-Man movie maker when you just lay yeah, no, an explosion on top of something. It is all green screen. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, but the good thing is that you don't discorporate with your clothes on. So now Segundus has that he can blend in because yep. the guy was real big. Um, he was tall. He was not nearly as big as Secundus, but you know, they made fine. it work. It's fine. They made it work. It's fine. So we have, so right now we got two space cops, one rogue in the yep. middle of this Canadian town that's set in New York. <laughs> and, and Sonia doesn't even know that she and her She's child no are idea. in danger. She's got no but, clue. But she, she luckily has a guardian angel in the form of Abraxas, and we're going to talk about what happens next right after this. So Sonia's working at like a, a health food store, which yeah. I didn't really know. She's doing like wheatgrass, wheatgrass shots, shots and organic apples. Yeah, and she has an organic apple guy yeah. who's like important later in the movie. I did not realize this was that was like a thing I had in no the idea. 90s. There's... It, maybe there's an environmental message in here. She somewhere. might have been the first. I, maybe she might have been the first. She's friends with this cop who's kind of a psychopath. He's like a new. So there's two cops: a tall one and yeah. a short one. Yeah, the short one is originally seems like he's interested in her. Maybe there's some sort he, of oh, he definitely thing is happening. But it's but written then off like instantly. It's very. Yeah. It's just thrown aside. And then you also realize how short he is, and that could never possibly work. Oh, she's, no, She's no. significantly no, taller yeah. than him, and that'll never pay But he's out. kind of a lunatic cop. He, he He's played like he's the good cop, but then he starts spewing a lot of, like, alarmist yeah, stuff about, about like, terrorists. And, yeah, yeah. And then, like, militarizing the police force. And the other cop's like, whoa, man. He's like, this is a small town. We don't have we to worry about any of that. We don't need to well, get into this. And this is where we draw the, the beautiful parallel that the writer has drawn between mm-hmm. the two sets of cops because they say we're not actually cops. The, the normal cop says, mm-hmm. 
We're not cops, we're peacekeepers. Yeah. And then Abraxas says, we're not as so much cops as we are peacekeepers. It's or beautiful. It's, so you really, it doesn't go yeah. anywhere though. There's well, no, yeah. And the best thing about stuff like that is that you, you're always supposed to tell and not show. <laughs> yeah. That's the most effective. Well, how are way. you going to get it if it's not in a voiceover or a character saying it? I have no know. idea. Yeah. Um, Secundus arrives in town and uses the city's registrar's office to find the address, Sonia's address, yeah. to figure out where she lives. Again, very similar to Terminator. Very similar. He takes a woman hostage mm-hmm. by just grabbing her. But yeah, he luckily, grabs her in, he, by the neck. By the nape of the well, neck. Well, first he has her in like yeah. two hands on either side of her head. Yeah. He's like, I'll crush her if you come any closer. Because Abraxas, Abraxas immediately, <laughs> yeah, he's like, he, he's there. Segundus is going to go to the registrar's office. That Where much I know. Where else would you go? Um, and so Abraxas is there, but is terrified to do anything. Oh, yeah. He's standing in the corner, like shaking. <laughs> Even when the cops also join the fray, yeah. have their weapons drawn, and they can take a shot, Abraxas says, don't do it. Yeah. You don't know what will happen, mm-hmm. except that they could have just shot him. So then... They end up giving Secundus the guns. Yeah. And he just just wrecks it, wrecks the place up. Yeah, he destroys it. He runs out. He starts firing his little pistol around. He mm-hmm. he gives the woman a little like bonk on the Unnecessarily. Head. It doesn't yeah. knock her out. She's not doing it. He just reminds her that he's it's there. It's not even like a hard hit. No. It's it's pretty like dude. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like a cute. He's like, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. You know? Steals a motorcycle. Well, he blasts a guy. The, <laughs> yeah. The guy's like four feet from him. He yeah. pops him point blank. But then there's no need to shoot the man because as he rolls by, he just picks him up, takes him off the motorcycle yeah. and drives away. But why, why'd he kill the guy? Why'd what, he shoot him? You're wondering what is all, what could be so important about this coal mater yeah. that, that, you cause such chaos. Well, it turns out he has one of the greatest powers in the universe. <laughs> yeah. Bullied on the playground, we discover quickly that when you mess with the culminator, you mess with the anti-life equation. And what does that mean, Patrick? <laughs> it means making people piss their pants. That's right. Yeah. What did I write here? Culminator Col- gets bullied at school but uses the full extent of power provided <laughs> to him by the anti-life equation. He makes the bully piss his pants. <laughs> And then, and then I said, a trend of '80s and '90s movies where it's rational to assume someone else is responsible for you pissing your own pants. Yeah, yeah. So, he, he like the, the other, like the bully's friend or whatever. He's like, oh, Tommy made you piss your pants. That's not how it works. No. How would this kid get there? Like, yeah, that is what happened. But how did this third party? kid arrive at that conclusion even the bully shouldn't have any concept that that's what happened no because no one can do that (laughs) the the bully the bully confronts him later in the bathroom he's like you made me piss my (laughs) pants i'm like i don't think that's how it works bud yeah um either way we get to see we're like oh he has special powers and he's slowly learning how to use them then a bunch of BS happens with the mom. We do we do like a, the switcheroo. Again, it's Terminator where uh, Sonia takes her kid home to her house. But it turns out that for some reason, oh, yeah, yeah. a whole nother woman and her son <laughs> is going to be living there I that think, day. I think they might be roommates or something. Maybe they're roommates. Maybe they're in like a woman's home. Something. For single mothers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they we find that out and then quickly they leave. So that makes it very convenient when Secundus shows up. He he grabs the boy. Well, first of all, he breaks through their like 
balsa wood door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, like, winter in New York, mm-hmm. there's no insulation in that door. He just cracks right through it, mm-hmm. grabs the kid, and is like, I'm going to kill this kid. And he tries to immediately, like, he grabs him and is like, uh, Anti- scan for scan anti-life for equation anti- because if you don't have the anti apparently if you don't have the anti-life equation it, you discorporate yeah you discorporate yeah uh he's disappointed to discover that the kid doesn't have the anti he goes yeah. scans him he goes no anti-life equation and he goes screw it discorporate him yeah. the computer tells him like this is not the culminator and not he's like right. scan anyway yeah pop him why <laughs> luckily child. luckily there's a window near oh, right next to that open God. door that yeah. abraxas can jump through yeah um, and they get into a fight. I mm-hmm. wrote here, Abraxas again proves utterly incapable <laughs> of stopping Secundus. He gets stabbed with a lamp. He gets stabbed with a lamp. Secundus takes a lamp, breaks it over his knee, stabs Abraxas in the like kidney. It's mm-hmm. another kidney shot. Yep. Which, they make it so clear that they go through this incredibly painful, they have plasteel bones, right? Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. what it is? Yep. Plasteel? Plasteel. They have plasteel bones. They're essentially invulnerable. They regenerate from wounds very quickly, mm-hmm. but Abraxas is totally incapacitated by yeah. being stabbed with this lamp. Yeah. He falls down. He's like, it's done oh God, oh, I'm going <laughs> to die. And he, he, once he stands up and takes the lamp out, instantly healed. This computer's like, you're done healing. We healed you up. But totally incapacitated by it the first time. The most interesting part about this scene to me is Abraxas comes in the second he is distracted Secundus is distracted. The mother of this child, who is still like, yeah. I think being like held by Secundus, she pieces out. She's gone. She blasts out yeah. the front door and is like, son, run, yeah, get yeah, out of I there. She's like, run. Like, no, 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 no. Go get your fucking kid. What are yeah. you doing, you psycho? Well, again, it's the writing of this film that makes it so powerful. As we saw oh. the parallels between the police officers yeah. And and the finders, the difference oh. there. This is a mother mm-hmm. who has a son she doesn't love. Yes, that was born of through naturally. natural causes, yeah, yeah. and then and you have Sonia who couldn't imagine not having her son when she it was given to her by Secundus laying yeah. his hands upon her <laughs> somehow. Um, so Secundus, I think, just gets confused and says, "Well, I guess I should regroup." to try and yeah. figure out how to find this kid because that was my final lead. I actually wrote this down. In that scene where the computer's like, this is not the culminator. Secundus says, it must be the culminator. Mm-hmm. I did. The computer just told you it's not the cul- well, can't culminator. Culminator, sorry. You can't anyway, trust yeah. Sorry, back to what you were saying. Um, no, Secundus just leaves. Yeah. Abraxas just, I lost him. Everyone yep. just kind of throws up their hands and yep. it isn't until Sonia arrives with Tommy back from, I think, the movies that she finds Abraxas standing there with the lamp still still in his body, yeah. immediately goes, you were the guy from that night where yeah. I got this baby put in me and you didn't kill me. And yeah. she punches him. It goes, ow. Breaks oh, her oh, hand. Oh. He goes, plasteel. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's plasteel. And so she's like, I need some answers. So he kind of gives her vague answers about what he does nonsense and, and movie, stuff lore but he, this movie, yeah. he saves most of it because he's like let's get out do you know some he, he's basically saying can you hide me <laughs> yeah, yeah. to her he's begging for me. her help protect yeah. me so she's yeah. like I know someone down the street sells organic, organic apple apples <laughs> and we could go stay with him I guess so he's mm-hmm. like please take me we have to go now and so they take the kid and they go and then at some point along the way Abraxas tells the kid that he's important 
that yeah. he might not understand he's what's the, happening to him, but the there's a part of him that is is powerful. He's and, the culminator. He's an alien. Whatever. Um, but more importantly, the woman goes to take a shower. She's very grateful oh, yeah, to Abraxas. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to go take a shower. Abraxas goes, well, I'm going to go wash my hands and take a peek of that. Yeah, and he does. And he does. And she's into it. And she kind of shows him. Yeah. But then I wrote, what did I write here? Um, Abraxas walks in on Sonia showering and almost passes out. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he reacts the same way an eight-year-old would. Yeah. Finding like yeah. a Playboy magazine just... <laughs> But like you don't even know you don't even know that that's what you're into yet. Yeah. But there's like a seed of it buried somewhere deep down. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> which I, he's a virgin. Clear. Yeah. We he find had, out. He, he admits that by yeah. being a finder, you have to give up. You have to prioritize being a finder over everything else. Yeah. And and his watch per constantly reminds him. Yeah. Stop getting boners, Abraxas. Mm-hmm. You can't act on this, Abraxas. And he's like, shut up. Stop talking. Which it doesn't do. It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't care. Um, and so they have a little moment. It looks like there's some romantic yeah. things happening. Despite there being no chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> Zero chemistry. Flip side. Yeah. Uh, Secunda says, well, maybe the kid that I'm looking for is at a strip club. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he goes up to some like couple and is like, where are your breeding yeah i'm looking for some breeding women maybe he's thinking i'm going to try it again i think he thinks that because he impregnated a breeding member of the human race if he just finds another breeding member of the uh, human race he, that one it might be the mom all right oh maybe. no that doesn't make any sense though either yeah, it must I don't be know that he's going to try doing. again, I, I guess. I mean, it, it, in, a, in his defense, is, it cuts to him, and he's just somberly walking down the street like, I'm yeah, never going to yeah. find my my culmator. He has so many chances yeah. to just impress. It takes two minutes to make a culmator. But five years to grow. Is that it? I into its just, potential. because he was just imprisoned for five years. Well, but that's the culmination of... Of oh, the powers. It takes What's he going to do? Raise a kid? He can't do that. Yeah. So anyway, he does... He ends up in a strip club, a strip and I club. guess that's where there was a, apparently a nudity in the rated R version yeah. that they cut. We were wondering why he went there, or what was going on. He has a moment where he just looks at a stripper. They just look back, nothing. Yeah. He fights a couple guys and then just leaves. He tries to grab someone's butt. And, um, yeah. But this is the this is when the movie really starts to kick into high Ooh, gear. Oh, it does it. <laughs> <You're> yawning. <laughs> yawning. <laughs> um, because the uh, Secundus... Says enough of this BS. He's walking down the street. The cops spot him. Yeah, one of them the, pulls out an Uzi. He yeah. specifically says, "Your weapons won't work on me." And then the cops like, says, about "What about this? this one?" Pulls an Uzi out, shoots him. You think Secundus is down, but no, it was a ploy to get close enough to steal the Uzi, and then just sprays, sprays it all. Neighborhood, the like whole neighborhood, the houses, like the second story of homes, mm-hmm. cars, everything. No one, I don't think, is hurt, but. uh Mag dumps yeah. the Uzi and then just is like, that was, what an interesting weapon, but not useful to me. But he gets an idea. He said, what if I go to a school and I just hold a whole classroom full of kids <laughs> hostage? Yes, he does. Which was something that you would put in a movie in 1991. In, yeah, yeah. Um, And just basically does that. He goes to a school, finds a random classroom, mm-hmm. grabs the teacher, says, bring me the Colmater or I'll start killing these kids. Yeah. I don't know how anyone is supposed to logically react to it, but lucky for us. No, no, who knows what a culminator is? No, no one. one knows. Yeah. But lucky for us, Abraxas happens to be driving by <laughs> with culminator yeah. 
and then pulls up to the school. <laughs> yep. And uh, and he has some sort of plan to use the kid to lure out Secundus, which he does, mm-hmm. just so he can hit him over the head with a fire extinguisher. Yep. But Secundus quickly gets the better of him. Very easily. And now we've lost everything Abraxas because now we lost the kid. Horrible fighter. We lost Secundus yep. and they're gone. Abraxas doesn't know what to do necessarily. There's two moments that we brushed past that I really want to talk about very quickly. Mm-hmm. One is Jesse Ventura's hand meditation when he's trying to cool off after right. seeing a nude woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to be able to tell, but it's like if you were to do the live long and prosper yeah. thing and then put your middle and like almost index to yeah. your like forehead, forehead and temple, temple kind and then of. The other two yeah. on like your cheek or yeah, something. Yeah. And he's like just trying to get less horny. Don't, yeah, don't get a boner. And then the other one is at, at, at one point, this is inconsequential because he basically runs 20 feet away. Mm-hmm. Tommy, the culminator, gets out and leaves a note that's to his mom that says, I love you and I think Abraxas too. Yeah, all right. This right. is after Abraxas tells him a story shirtless in bed. <laughs> he, he's like, come sit on this bed. And he's like, you could cause the end of the world. Yeah. And it's Jesse, like, so wooden and rigid, shirtless, yeah. mm-hmm. in a small bed. Yeah, he takes yeah. up the entire bed telling this story to Tommy. The Again, he's supposed to be the defender in this situation. Yeah, yeah. And they're, and he's, they're like, can, can you get you some blankets for breakfast or whatever? <laughs> also, there's also after Secundus overpowers him at the school and runs away with Tommy, mm-hmm. there's a random voiceover from Abraxas yeah. where he's, he ponders... What might have happened with these powers? That I don't know. It, there's a lot to unpack, and we're almost done. Yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna have a explo- literally explosive climax mm-hmm. in a random warehouse, empty somewhere, or like abandoned part of the school. Maybe I don't. I think it was a different building altogether. Oh, okay. I don't know. Right. Uh, but we'll be back right after another break. When Tommy runs into the school. It looks like he's running away from the school. Right, yeah. Because yeah. this whole movie is shot so weird. It, yeah. It breaks the like 180 degree rule constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this case, it's, I, I, maybe it's that is what it's doing or Gotta something. Know but the like, rules to break the rules. It really looks like they are looking into the school and he runs the other way, mm-hmm. but then he's in the school. Mm-hmm. It was it was so confusing because Abraxas takes off after Or no, yeah, the yeah. mom takes off after him. The cop tackles her to the ground. Yeah. And it's like, God, God. And I'm like, he's running away. What, yeah, no one who knows. cares? But then, they but then he goes into school. the school and it's like, oh, that's what was happening. Yeah. Well, we find out that uh, now that Secundus has Tommy, the culmator, he needs to antagonize him enough. Yeah, he has to get to him upset. draw out his powers. Yeah. So he dra- takes him to an empty warehouse mm-hmm. and just basically like, doesn't really, he just, Scares him, keeps scaring yeah, he's him, chasing and just walking him around at him. And, and that's when we hear, look in my eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See me as I really am. We hear the beautiful lyrics of Strong As I Am by the Prime Movers. You got to check, look it up. It's got to be on, I'm sure it's on YouTube. <laughs> it's a great song. If you've seen the film Manhunter, mm-hmm. that's what it's from. Is it from that? Okay. It's from that. You found like a fan cam. Apparently it's when he, be- it's the song that plays when he becomes the red dragon in Manhunter. And that is what it is synonymous with. So the fact that it appears here is equally strange as it is perfect. All right. Um, but the culminator's powers begin to develop. The uh, warehouse starts exploding in pyrotechnics we haven't seen since the beginning of the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And, uh, and it's Tommy with his mind like freaking out and blowing stuff up. He's basically. popping he's things up. It. Yeah. Um, and so oh, sorry, he's bubbling like a pot of sargation oil. Right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh God. Um, but not surprisingly, Abraxas shows up, mm-hmm. gets into a fight with Secundus. Yeah. Almost immediately overpowered. <laughs> Um, it's not hard to overpower this. Yeah, he's a bad. He's really. He's bad not at his good. Job. He's yeah. not good at it. But he's also distracted because he just got a little kiss for the first time in his life. Oh right, he's thinking about. Yeah. He's, he's he's fighting yeah. fighting off an erection. Yep. But uh, at some point, an explode. I think it's it's hard to tell because everything is just it just cuts. Yep. And it's just shots of random explosions and then cuts and then it shows Tommy and he's watching them fight and then there's an explosion and then it just shows the two of them go out a window. Kind of. It's like a very close, like it's, you see bodies something move out goes some glass. through a window, yeah. yeah. And uh, and then you hear more VO from Abraxas yep. going like, in that moment, I didn't know if he was going to pop my skull or help me up <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Because <laughs> the culminator, this kid is like, Looking down at him and like pointing a finger, but again, the film is so blurry. Yeah. It's so blurry. It's so degraded. Like it looks like it was taken off a of VHS, mm-hmm. which I think it was probably. Yeah. It you can't tell if he's holding out his hand or a finger. Like Don't know eventually happening. I figured out it was he's pointing a finger. Then the mom shows up. He climbs back up. He just climbs There's back also, up. it's yeah. not like we've seen the kid become evil. No, and it's, we no, don't even know if that's not a part at all. of it. Yeah. Does the Colmator become evil? Does he have like a natural instinct to destroy the universe? We don't know. We don't know. No so idea. It's weird that he would have thought that at that point. Yeah, in time. yeah I didn't but, know if he would pop my head. <laughs> but luckily, the There's video also, like, gave he, it to If us. he falls, he's fine. They've been over this so many times. These guys are basically invulnerable. Yeah. He's, he's so worried about falling. <laughs> One story <laughs> into the snow. <laughs> a fall I could survive yeah. probably without any broken bones. No, you'd be like, fine. Yeah. You'd be perfectly fine. But that was almost the end for Abraxas. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's climbed up and they're like, thank God everyone's okay. Yeah. And you and I are going, what happened to Secundus? Yeah, because we're remembering these guys are invincible. Yeah. He's fine. Where'd he go? He's around and fine. Yeah. He's really close. Well, we quickly find out when Secundus bursts in again from yeah. somewhere. And they fight again. Well, but he slams a screen door in between them. Right. It's like, that's going to stop. And then yeah. I think Abraxas just opens it. Yeah. Abraxas, uh, they fight again for a little bit. Abraxas finally, first time in the film, manages yeah. to overpower Secundus. After getting the shit kicked out, he gets the he, he yeah. gets beat up bad. Yeah. It was it's a fluke. Yeah. It was and, an then, accident. and by some twist of luck, <laughs> he, he does manage to overpower. And he's choking Secundus out and that's what yeah. we hear from the command central or mm-hmm. whatever um, <laughs> that the new rule just being introduced that no finder finders cannot be, be kill- killed you, yeah you, you can't, can't kill a finder if someone's been a finder ever a finder yeah. it's like tenure yeah 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 you, you, you can't never be killed goes away. yeah so so he's not allowed to kill him yeah and that's just and they're like you can't do it and his watch is saying you can't do it everyone's reminding him that he can't do it mm-hmm. so then he says fine I won't kill him yep so he discorporates him yes which is the same as killing <laughs> he tells the watch to scan for culminator tendencies or whatever yeah, yeah. and the watch is like this he's not a culminator we'll discorporate he's like scan anyway yeah yeah and and, and then so he discorporates him. He scans him. A fireball appears in his head. Oh, at one point, the kid, there's like a fireball in the kid's face. Yeah. While they're driving. It's like. There's just flashes of stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's like the no fate, but what you make. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and so that ends Secundus. He has now been discorporated, and there's nothing left except a fiery warehouse. Yeah. Cops are outside waiting. There's a good moment in this where the crazy cop is pointing. He's got like some kind of assault rifle mm-hmm. that he's gotten hold of, mm-hmm. and he's pointing it at Secundus. But right in between the cop and Secundus is Sonia and her kid. So mm-hmm. he just has the gun pointed at the back of mm-hmm. her head. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going anywhere. Finger on the trigger. Um, and then we find out that that's mission accomplished. Yeah, they did it. Um, there's some some brief discussion about what to do with the boy. He's still a threat. Yeah, they kind of, I think they want Abraxas to maybe kill him, but he's like, I won't kill an innocent no matter what. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And so they say, all right, well, we're going to assign someone to keep an eye no, on No, he suggests it because oh, right. it's, he realizes that it might be cool to have sex. He got yeah. a little taste yeah. and he's like, I want more. Yeah. I don't want to be a virgin. Any, I want this woman to mm-hmm. Take my maiden head. Which is still against the rules. <laughs> he doesn't know how it works. It's against yeah, the rules yeah. of his thing. So I think he's like retiring to... It's strange. I, they they Because yeah. there's a back and forth conversation with the other entities in the spaceship or command center. They and they're like, of, that's not allowed. And he goes, it better be. And they go, we'll ask. Yeah. And then yeah, in that yeah. scene, they're like, it's allowed. It's fine. You don't <laughs> see who they talk to Stick or around. anything. So basically the decision is that he is allowed to stay and now and he has laid. a family. Yeah, he's got an immediate family. I can only assume that it ends in divorce. <laughs> yes. I mean, he murdered the boy's father. And the way he talks to the watch. Yeah. It doesn't look like he's oh, looking for a partner. No, he it is looks saying, like he's looking, shut up yeah, to he, the watch. He, yeah. His tone yeah. is not great. Um, and the credits roll, and we kept waiting for that song to come back didn't come on. Back. Didn't come back on, so... All we got was more mm. melancholy jazz. Yeah. Um, and that is Abraxas. It, the parts that I could see is all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, was a, it was a strange, it's so low budget and is truly pretty boring mm-hmm. in a yep. lot of parts, but it's not, it's not a slog. It wasn't like, oh my God, I want this to be over. It was I don't know. No, yeah. My thoughts were, we talked about it in the Munchie episode, how we were watching it and we were like, oh my God, like, where is this going? And then you were like, there's only 20 minutes left. And we're like, there's only 20 minutes. This was the opposite. Yeah. Where yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. lot of front loaded stuff. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this must be ending soon. And then I saw, oh, wait, no. Yeah. They were only about halfway through this movie. Yeah. And there's, yeah. why are they going away from each other? Why are they separating? Yeah. Why is he at a strip club? So there's a lot of filler in the second half of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, we have to ask the question, do you recommend this film? I'm like either or on this one, I think. Mm-hmm. I think you can watch it if you want, but you you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a fan of, of Jesse and want to see him in one of his only starring roles, yeah. I think, check it out. Yeah, It's not a total waste of time or anything. I would say the biggest hurdle to watching this is the quality is so bad. On Freebie? No, well, no, anywhere. <laughs> this was never, this is not Freebie's fault. This mm-hmm. movie was not restored at any point, nor will it be. Well, it, public domain, anyone could do yeah, it. Yeah, it looks like it was shot on VHS, <laughs> uh, mass produced on VHS, copied a few times, mm-hmm, yeah. then digitized, yeah. and then like uploaded it with a very low bit rate. It's, it's really tough to figure out what's happening in a lot of this movie, especially the opening sequence. There was a moment where it was like an exterior scene and it was just black. We thought it was just a low lit interior of a car. Yeah. And it wasn't until like headlights got close. They were like, oh, we're outside of a <laughs> yeah. car. 
it, like actually di- impossible to see what's happening mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah. Uh, well, all those things considered, yes, I recommend. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 100% recommend this right. film. Uh, you absolutely should watch it. Uh, we do this on every episode of the podcast. You're going to do a physique critique? Physique critique. What do we got? This is actually, I mean, you can't do no better than this. There's really only one shirtless. And it's him sitting in a bed under a quilt. <laughs> Very weird. Yeah. <laughs> a quilt that's like up to his nipples. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh-huh. The chest development is there. They okay. don't call him the body for nothing. No. Um, and uh, also underneath the clothes that they put Sven in, mm-hmm. Secundus, he's filling out quite nicely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is not. There is not any free room in that in that clothing. I would definitely say on a scale of one to ten, overall the physiques in this hard to tell because they're mostly covered. But I yeah. have my inclinations. We're looking at probably a seven and a half out of ten. Really? Yeah. What's a it, ten? Because it's important that people understand. The a ten scale. would be like Commando, where <laughs> oh, it's a Arnold, jack so dude Arnold who's in Commando. It's like a jack dude yeah. who's showing his jack yeah. the whole time. And a one is Munchie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one is Munchie, where your body is literally decomposing in front of my eyes. Where my body feels revulsion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where fight disgusting. or flight is kicked in when you see it. Yeah. But either way, we watched this movie, so you don't have to. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Trash for Trash. Uh, Abraxas, guardian of the universe, who is now retired. Um, we have presumably getting laid all the time. Probably not. Not with that woman because he left her real fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's back in the strip club. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Patrick. Yes. What are we doing for the next Trash for Trash if people want to watch at home? Yeah, up next, Psy Fighter. It's a Don the Dragon Wilson classic, also starring Cynthia Rothrock and Lorenzo Lamas, who if you're fans of this genre, you should be very familiar mm-hmm. with. Yep, yep. Uh, it is, it's incredible. Uh, me and my friends used to get high and rent it from Hollywood Video. Ooh. I think it was Hollywood Video. Might have been Blockbuster. Also known as Extreme Fighter. So if you okay. do want to watch along, look up both titles because it, right. uh, it is a two-titled movie. Good to know. I think it's 99 cents to rent on Amazon. And if you want to watch Abraxas, uh, it is available for free on Freebie. And Tubi, I think. It. And Tubi, yeah. Yeah. So, thank you so much. We'll see you next time with Sci Fighter. Um, and it's gonna be a blast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next time. I'm gonna rise to the top.